Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. Yay, Slayer Fest 98. Yay. I'm It's the best Buffy podcast. <laughs> well, the only Buffy we... podcast as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> we might be a little biased. Um yeah. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford and this is Matthew Rodriguez. And today we are joined by J.E. Reich. Um and we loved J.E. last yeah. time and so we invited her back. Yeah. Um and Today we're going to talk about season one in general, just like recapping the season. Um, it's a little bit of a rough season, but it's the we beginning. We know what? people shit on season one all the time, but I think that through our podcasting and through our conversations with people like J.E. and yeah. Joe Reed and Chris, we see that there's actually a lot to dissect in season one. Yeah. It's definitely not as chock full as other seasons, <laughs> but... That is true. Well, I think Nicole, who came on for Out of Sight, Out of Mind, and Puppets, and Nightmares, um, said a really good point. She said that she felt like season one is like the beginning of a chess game, and they're like putting all the pieces to like make their moves they're like moving the pieces to make moves Correct. and so like that's why it's still important to watch like she, I think she said like her husband or someone was watching and they were gonna skip season one and she was like no don't you do really that. should yeah. watch it I never but... believe in skipping seasons of any show period like I yeah. even if me either I once got really mad at a friend of mine because he wanted to watch Community and I love Community and mm. he he heard me raving about how I thought season two of Community was like the best, sh- like the best of the show. I and so he guessed. skipped season one and watched season two, ah, and I no. was like <laughs> so mad. Heresy! That is straight up. I know. Heresy. And so like it's the same thing. Like even if I were to tell you that Buffy has some rough episodes, why would you skip the first? No, and the uh, first season. And you guys were saying, I think it was again that uh, the episode with Nicole um, about. Um, I think you guys were talking about Dollhouse. Yes. Like the first, what what is it, the first five or six episodes are yeah. just yeah, so yeah. slow going, but you need those, you need that world building, uh, you need that foundation to sort of get the ball rolling. It's like how I still insist that you have to watch the first six ep- episodes of Parks and Rec, right. like even though they're heinous, but you have to watch it just so just so you get an idea of what, what Pawnee is. And well, and that's the thing. Wait, I have something funny to say specifically about that. I've never watched the first season of Parks and Rec. You know what? <laughs> Bye. Bye. It was only because like I hadn't watched it and like I was working, I think I was like in in grad school and I was working a student job and I literally had watched everything there was to watch on Hulu. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, let me watch. I heard this episode is funny and it was a season two opener. The the British B comedies. Like even though. (laughs) Like I really felt like I had watched everything and I really was just like, oh, I won't like this show. Let me just watch one episode. And it was a season two premiere, and then I liked it and watched it from then on. And I've always meant to go back and watch season one, but... I've never watched an episode of Parks and Rec, oh, but really? that still makes that's me better, better than, than Ian. Better than Ian. That's the tagline for this episode. Better than Ian. <laughs> I interrupted you, Matthew. I'm sorry. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, um... Love you, Ian. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you. I'm just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> No, um, so there are a lot of things about... Oh, so it's interesting to think of season one in terms of world building, really, because how many things about this world do we actually start to understand, even if the show is unsure of itself sometimes? Like, we learn about vampire dusting, and we learn about vampires having to be invited in, and we learn about prophecies and all these things that kind of do... And we also, I mean, to me, the big thing I'll always say about season one is that you watch it because you learn that, like, every relationship on the, on the show is always doomed, mm-hmm. which they also yeah. get out of the way. Right. So, like, I mean, there's so many things about the the Buffyverse that you learn in season one. 
Yeah. It's like, and sometimes, of course, I think when the last time I was on here, we talked about uh, vampire dusting and the, with the three. And yes. like, how, why doesn't his hand just dissipate when it goes in the door? Like, why? Like, it's it's kind of almost like a like a growing pains, or like you're you're sort of evolving yeah. along with the show, and it just kind of makes you feel more of a kinship towards it, which I think is pretty. I honestly really can't think of a lot of shows I've, I've felt that with besides Buffy. Yeah. I really, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's something. I'm sure I'm going to remember well, it like 30 yeah. minutes or like half, half, 30 <laughs> minutes after we wrap this uh, recording. Well, I think there's an and inherent like, growth it, in the show because it almost reminds me of the kind of growth you get with Harry Potter. Like there's seven seasons, there's seven books. If you yeah. think of like, mm-hmm. this is the Sorcerer's Stone where like you're entering that world and it's really like Sorcerer's Stone overall has a kind of weak character on yeah the writing is less i mean um it's less mature yeah. yeah um and so it's yeah the exact same effect you grow along with with the book series right and you like you learn about a lot of just like yeah and you so you grow along like buffy i mean i was supposed to say buffy hermione and Ron. <laughs> best crossover <laughs> ever can, can, a, can a bonus episode just be like us finding like buffy harry potter crossover fanfic and just doing dramatic roundtable readings wait that actually um ties into the last episode you, so you haven't heard the last episode yet but the last episode has a lot about fanfic in it and it has a lot oh it has a dramatic reading in it we did a dramatic reading. I missed reading. out on the good episode. <laughs> the I should have I should have made I should have left work early. But imagine you're going to be able to hear it as a listener. I'm yeah. so excited. All right. And we're um, going to try to do that for episodes from now on. Small yeah. small consolation. Um so yeah, so Harry, Ron and Hermione get stronger. Yes. And Buffy, you know, Willow and Xander get stronger mm. and they have more complicated relationship yeah. ties. Cordelia has a three-dimensional personality. Cordelia yeah. has <laughs> a so, so let's talk about the way that these um, people get moved. So Buffy, in the very first episode, like, she's new to school. She um, really can't handle more than one vamp at a time. Yeah. Stuff like that. So she really does Except have... Except when she faked defeats the three she, <laughs> yeah. she, she never really defeats it. them but yeah. she does um but you know what what does she go through this season she goes through like dating while being the slayer and we're not even with angel we're talking about like with yeah. owen on never yeah, yeah. on the first date um she yeah i mean she goes through i think i mean and prophecy girl is really just all about her yeah yeah and what she you know her dealing with her power and being the chosen one etc etc um, yeah, and I think, like, you know, she even continues to grow, like, throughout the seasons, because, like, you know, in season two, a vampire could still be, like, hard for her to kill. Right. But by, like, season three, that's already, like, a, almost a non-issue that, like, she can Then we get to bunch. delve into the psychological shit. Yeah, right? like... And pretend that Riley doesn't exist <laughs> after that, like... You're gonna upset Matthew. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I... The funny thing is... I'm thinking about, like, she... But she's always still training, like, even up through season five. Yeah. Like, she has those moments where she's training with Giles. In the even in the, the musical. Was, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, and she's training in the musical, too. So it's... She's like a Talmud scholar, but for <laughs> yeah. vampires. She Sorry. never... Yeah, she never is, like, satisfied with her amount of power or training, but... The season one training is like so funnily basic. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like this is how you punch Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Here is what a crossbow is. Yeah. Gold Good star. Good job. You punched me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mazel, mazel, Kinahora. Like, um, 
but no, I think it's like I think the the arc is like pretty fairly consistent, um, despite like the ups and downs of the episodes, um, like by, by themselves, like especially the monster of the week ones. I don't. I think that most of them, well, we've yeah. probably concurred are pretty <laughs> pretty weak, even if you have like Clea Duval, yeah, just like, making rando invisible girl <laughs> guest appearances. But like, um, but yeah, no, I think that I think I think there is like a nice um, consistency to that arc, which I think lacks in 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 with other characters. Yeah. Or maybe they're just, again, like, figuring out how exactly they fit and what to do with them. Well, if we think about Joseph Campbell's hero journey... <laughs> oh, I knew this was going to come! But I knew, I knew if I happen. said it, if I knew if I said it, that you would be on board with me. <laughs> I am, I am, okay. <laughs> if you think about the hero journey, there is the refusal of the call, and Prophecy Girl is, like, the refusal Refuse of, of the, the call. call. Where she, I can't believe we didn't come up during I our know. Prophecy Girl but she does have Next a... Next time I come by, I'm going to have, like, a stack of notes taller than me, which, I mean, doesn't, doesn't take a lot. Dear, dear listeners, I'm very fun-sized, but, like, just all about Joseph Campbell and Buffy. I'm going to have a term so, paper or two written So season it. one is, like, the beginning of the hero cycle, so she refuses the call, mm. kind of, and she's just learning about... Yeah. I mean, she so getting your guardian is part of it, too, right? Yeah. And that's Giles. Exactly. I have two degrees and I have nothing to contribute to this. I'm like, you guys are saying a lot of words. <laughs> have you ever encountered the hero journey? Never like, ever? I have, but I couldn't read it off like you just did without looking at something. Should you we, just, you have... Should we put up Wikipedia for you? Neither of them have any notes on this, but both of them are just like listing it. And I'm like, hmm, I know that's a thing. Tee hee. Like... <laughs> can I give you a hug? <laughs> we, love, that's right. we, love, we love you, Ian. We love you so much. Um, so also in this season, which we did kind of talk about in the Prophecy Girl episode, Xander kind of gets a lot of time with like pining after Buffy. We spend a lot of time with Xander yeah. doing that. Yeah, and I think the thing is that the whole season is that they treat Xander as like a potential love interest instead of as a friend. Yeah. And actually Buffy and Xander are much more interesting as friends Definitely. than they are as like I mean Xander's just like such a doe in the first season he's such like it's just doe-eye naive love interest type thing of like this really powerful woman who yeah. kind of has all the qualities that I think he wishes he had because he wants to be confident exactly. and everything like that and so he like sees in her it's also very queer yes. he, like, it he, he like idolizes her in the way that like I would idolize like Buffy I don't know like the same thing yeah what I saw in her, so I think it's this very weird thing that he mistakes it for love, and so I'm I'm glad that after that in the series they actually, and so I think when we talk about putting places into place, the season deals with him like having dreams about her and wanting to ask her out until finally he asks her out, and after he gets that out of the way, they start to explore in season two what it means for them to just be friends. Yeah. Um. Because he'll eventually date Cordelia and all that stuff, and he'll kind of move on, and he'll just have to deal with being Buffy's friend. And they even get into that in the first episode with the sexy dance. Yeah. And how awkward it is for him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's, it was, I think it was nice at the time, especially for Nicholas Brundon as an actor, to really, like, uh, I guess, uh, showcase his, his uh, comics, like, his, his uh, comedic skills. Yeah. And I don't, I think that would have been, his character would have been a lot more limited in further seasons if they had decided to, like, inorgan- and inorganically pursue him as a serious yeah. love interest. Also, what what up, 90s? What was up with that? <laughs> like, I just, well, like, can't imagine... I can't really imagine, like, a pairing like that spe- happening 
in a show today or like maybe like a character there would be like sort of like a like boy next door nice guy kind of a thing but not necessarily a xander well does that make sense yeah but here's the thing right is that as much as buffy is revolutionary and we're here talking about it now 20 years after it first debuted blah 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 but like the basis of the show the first season is literally like a love triangle slash square oh yeah totally it's like xander loves buffy Willow loves Xander, Buffy loves Angel, and like it's it's so in a lot of ways the core group it is like you're watching Friends like they're yeah. all in love with each or other like Dawson's Creek right yeah. yeah it's like that still that dynamic and I think a lot of people because of what Buffy becomes they actually forget that that's where it starts with yeah. like this really this and I think you deal with that a lot of people deal with that in high school oh, where totally. like you're just yeah. like in love with the people closest to you mm-hmm. and they're your friends and you're like pining for them but you don't tell them and mm-hmm. so it's actually really realistic in, in that in, in that, that portrayal sense, yeah. yeah that it's really you start out the show with a love triangle or square mm-hmm. that becomes like a really deep friendship yeah 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 and like I mean to be fair they are teenagers so like yeah. That would be, that's like, I feel like a lot of teens have that. Um, and like, also it was a show on the WB. So like, it did need the like. It needed that, yeah, it needed that soapy aspect to be able to, to get yeah. greenlit as a pilot. Yes. Like as a pilot and as a first <laughs> season. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, cause, and like people, we talked about this on the episode where we talked about the Entertainment Weekly reunion, where people lots of times do reduce the show to like Buffy or Spike. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, for me, there's, like, so much more to, like, the show than, like, who Buffy dates. Oh, yeah. Um, that, Unless like, it's about, like, queer representation. Yeah. And I'm all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Kennedy. Like, but, like, but, you know what I mean? Like, with Buffy, yeah. in terms of her, like, I'm glad there was never, like, I mean, the show ended with Spike. But, like, yeah. there's no, like, clear-cut answer that she ever picks yeah and for me i prefer that i didn't want there to be like oh she's like happily married like i don't i wanted it to be like more about her as a person growing yeah and like all of them growing that i wanted it to be about who's she gonna date i think the show like did that fairly consistently well with with uh with i mean like of course like you ships ships happen yeah 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 (laughs) um but yeah ships happen and so of course you're always going to expect that but i think that the yeah the focus of the show is definitely never on yeah uh her love life just her development as a character and her like becoming the one tr- yeah. yeah yeah all that's st- all that jazz <laughs> so if, if the show begins with a love triangle i think actually one of the weakest links in the triangle for the first season is willow that actually she doesn't oh, yeah. they don't give her a lot to do and it's actually kind of this weird except have like a weird demon online boyfriend yeah right like that's <laughs> really the episode where <laughs> she like, shines craigslist and like, is bad like. <laughs> and it's like willow becomes the center of the entire mm. show i mean she becomes Dark, I mean, dark, and Allison Hannigan gets the last credit in the in the, yeah. in, the in the intro titles yeah. by the time we get to season six and seven. It's the Willows of the world that will uh, well, because yeah. like Buffy and Willow, take like, care of it. Buffy isn't like by the end. I would say they're both equally main characters. Oh, of yeah. the show. Like, Did you Buffy hear the rumor that apparently Sarah Michelle Gellar was really mad when Allison Hannigan got moved to and Allison Hannigan as Willow? Well, really? I wouldn't be surprised. That's I've, I've always heard rumors <laughs> about that that she was very mad when. That, that, that Giles used to get and it made sense because he was older right. and like he was an established oh, actor. Oh, because I was like, that makes no sense because obviously she's going to get first credit so why would she be super yeah. mad? But that makes complete sense. But I feel like Giles doesn't really appear as much, especially in the seventh season. Well, and no, they, took, they took him out yeah. of the credits and so they moved 
Allison Hannigan into that sp- yeah. and Allison Hannigan as Willow slot. Like they have her character name there. As if she's like, like, like any, just just like just a like sidebar. Does anybody know the the history of that? Like like T V crediting like that? I've always I wondered. I kinda I kinda and now I, I wish I had looked it up. I didn't even think Yeah, about I don't know that. that that's I don't know. We'll have it for you next week. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> your listeners. But I think yeah, Willow does a lot of like giving Xander the doe eyes and that's kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean like she the really like her character begins and ends at kind of like computer nerd and in a weird way it is this very like wb teen comedy way mm-hmm. of looking at the computer nerd and then <laughs> they don't, pagan. <laughs> and they don't realize until later like you know that that's a she's gonna become the yeah meat and potatoes of the whole show yeah you know i mean like in terms of like the long the long game the long con i guess <laughs> it wouldn't really be a con but yeah in terms of like a like the long game um her her arc, like it's, it's like that that's such such a, like a perfect thing to do but of course and like if it had ended, if God forbid, like yeah, the yeah. first season had ended when it did, it's like, well, that's nice for you, <laughs> yeah. I guess. She would have like cool. been kind of like a like Cordelia has a stronger almost yeah. like, presence. Uh, like they don't know, like they don't know. Well, when but, your like, name's charisma, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Willow really doesn't do much. She's yeah. adorable and cute. And she gives sweaters. And she gives a good cry in Prophecy Girl. She does. Alison Hannigan's yeah. the best crier on the show. She is? Okay. Yes. Her crying breaks my heart all the time. Yeah. I think I think Sam Gallery would be second best though. She's like pretty good too. Oh yeah. At the blank eyes. She's like cry. weirdly like a pretty crier and that never happens. Like you're not I don't know. She's good at like talking through her cries where she's actually delivering the lines. Yeah. Alison Hannigan is a cry that like she wheezes and yeah. like it's very emotional. Yeah, I feel and like Buffy's I cry. is a strong cry where she's like still pushing through her mm-hmm. lines to cry, which which work in accordance with the both with, with the, the characterizations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is funny actually. Um, speaking of their acting, even fitting with their characters, so I know the cast is season seven costume designer, and he always says that like Sarah was <laughs> the was the most like, active and, like, she loved picking out her outfits and Alison Hannigan would always be, like, kind of quiet and be like, okay, yeah, whatever. And, like, really passive about mm-hmm. what outfits. And so he would mostly pick them out for dress her. medieval dress and what's <laughs> feeling happened. No, he well, was in season seven. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. But, but I was, season, like, but, still but the, trying to figure that one out. Well, but the musical is very, like, the costumes are still highly stylized. Oh, yes. Medieval dresses, though. Right, I'm sorry. I never, that's the one thing I can never forgive Buffy for. Well, medieval dresses. Poor Tara always gets the shit end of the stick yeah, with the outfits. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> I once, ugh, we're, we're getting, a, but but one of the criticisms I once saw of Buffy was, and, and it, it makes sense with what you said about Sarah Michelle, is that by the, t- it really started out in a place where like all of their fashions, fashion dues were like fashion don'ts. Yeah. And by the time you get to season seven, like they really like Buffy looks like she's in it coming out of a catalog. Yeah, all the time. Like her, she's always like fashionly on point and so, like it's 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 a little weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry about that sidebar. I just. But even Willow's fashion like gets a lot better. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But I also think the bottom of Willow fashion is um. Pretty pretty bomb. Is, pretty is season four. When she's having, like, her freshman year. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. She has a lot of terrible freshman year But they make sense. They make sense. They make sense because it's Willow in her first first year of college. Yeah. And she's experimenting. In a way, that's also, like, pretty organic when it comes to, I mean, like... Being the, like, queer nerd. Where she's wearing this, like, really form-fitting poncho. Oh, God. But she, like, can't move her arms. Oh, no. I think I just, like, I severely repress that. I'm gonna... I'm gonna need to 
just stare at my ceiling and listen to the Smiths when I get home. <laughs> like, that was, whoa. Um, and, like, but all of the outfits still make sense. Like, her, like, nerdy. Mm-hmm. For, and, like, even by the third season, they're trying out, like, a little less... My mom picks out my outfits. Yeah. Which she even says. She says in, her mom picks out her outfits. Yeah, outfit. like she says that her mom picked out her outfit in I think the first oh, episode. Oh, the never, the never seen Rosenbergs. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, her mom's in one episode. Oh yeah, her mom is in one episode. <laughs> in sorry. One. I never um, see your dad though. But yeah, I think it like, her, she, I don't know. I think Allison Hannigan, I mean, all of them are such good actors that I think Willow's performance is so, like, understated, and she's just kind of, like, quiet and nerdy mm-hmm. and pining after Xander. Yeah. Um, that, like, you still love her, even though she doesn't get... She turns get... it into, like, a two-note into a three. Yes. Like, she turns it into a fucking chord. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, in that, like, the writers don't give her all the material, but yeah. Allison can make it up. Yeah. In her acting. Because, like... So, sorry, one last thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, did you ever hear about how Allison Hannigan got the role of Willow... No, but I mean, I've seen the first, like, I've seen the quote-unquote original pilot. Right. Where it's someone else. So where it's someone else, which, so the, thank God. So what right. I've read online, and this makes a lot of sense for what we were saying, Allison understands the character and is such a great actress. So in the first episode, in, for the pilot in Welcome to the Hellmouth, there is, Buffy and Willow are having a conversation, and they're talking about how Xander and Willow's history, mm-hmm. and she has that line about, like, him stealing her Barbie. Yeah. Um... So apparently the line that me, that they were, they were, the audition was that scene <coughs> and the line that got Willow the job or Alison Hannigan the job was when she says like, did you, when she, when she asked like, did you ever get the Barbie back after he took the head off or whatever? <laughs> and she says most of it, but she says it really happy. She's like, most of it. Yeah. And that's a really Willow reading. Yeah, and definitely. every other actress who read for the part said like, most of it in like a really depressed way. Yeah. And Aww. Joss was like, that's not Willow. And yeah. Alison <laughs> Hannigan was the only one who was excited. And she's like, yeah, I got most of it back. <laughs> and she that's was... how she got the part, apparently. That makes sense. That totally makes sense to me. Because like, I think if I read that, like reading it, not having her act it, I would read it like, sad yeah right. more like oh, you know some of it but that makes sense for willow's character that she'd be like yeah most of it yeah such so like an eternal optimist even when she's yeah not, <laughs> even when she's not anymore like my baby willow um giles doesn't have a huge arc in the season no. yeah but towards the end like we talked about during our prophecy group so towards the end you definitely see him having those like fatherly feelings oh, towards yeah. buffy he, as opposed to just, like, being paid to yeah, watch yeah. her. Um, yeah, like, he doesn't want her to fight the master. He wants to try and fight her, fight the master himself. Yeah. Um, and so he's, like, stepping in. So Giles is definitely going into a place, in terms of, like, moving the chess pieces, is going into a place where he's going to be, like, exploring his fatherly feelings for Buffy. Yeah, and that that kind of is like how he is for the rest of the yeah. series is I like, think the function was fine he's like a very British appendage yeah like yeah. that's <laughs> pretty much it and Joss Whedon really likes British appendages apparently <laughs> many does. British appendages yeah. in many many shows um and like I mean and then in season 3 we learn like how the Watchers are more like what with Wesley where yeah. he's like more cold and just kind of like do the thing Buffy yeah and that's it um so yeah I do think Giles gets I mean, it's not till the end, but he gets it, and then that is like setting the tone for his character yeah. for the rest. I was of wondering, the do they series. already knew like how far in 
did they uh, into the season? Did they know that they were they were uh, greenlit for a second season? I think they didn't know because yeah. it was like so, uh, like the, mid season. Yeah, yeah the end of season one was so definitive that yeah. like it could have acted as as opposed to like the end of season two, which is yeah. like no, we know there's gonna yeah. be a three. Like, yeah. Unless Bucky just drives off on a bus to, and then to after like, the, no, but after the, the third, world. they were like, they were that was supposed was which season was supposed to be like the definitive three was supposed to be five. the wrap five? five was supposed to be the finale. I thought it was right. three, and then I knew five, but I no thought five was, was supposed to be the wrap maybe. up. Yeah, um, and they weren't sure because <laughs> most depressing then, ending. And then I know they changed, would, and then they changed. I always think that like I wouldn't have liked that. Like I love that episode, but wouldn't have liked it as a yeah. No, no, no one would have wanted Buffy to die at the end of like the yeah. show about female empowerment yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrong message wrong um, women die <laughs> if you open your mouth and wield a crossbow you're gonna like shit it. out of luck I like it being so specific like open your mouth and wield a crossbow, crossbow. <laughs> um, so then there's also Angel who doesn't really do that much Except be a revolutionary lesbian on TV. <laughs> excuse yes, me. Excuse me. You're Angel talking, does. You're Angel does a her... great deal. Like I forgot. Je refers to Angel as Angel, Angel is the first lesbian character on Buffy. <laughs> this is this is now canon. Like suck it, suck it. Every seminar about Buffy that you will have in your liberal arts. For those college. who don't know what we're like, talking about, please go to the our SoundCloud page and reference or iTunes and reference an earlier episode called Angel the Original Lesbian. Um, I had a friend who listened to this and she was like, this, this is your great contribution to society now. <laughs> and I was like, I'm fine with that. All right. That's literally like, yeah, when, when they write. It's going to be on Wikipedia in a few weeks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and then Cordelia has her arc where she basically joins the group in the finale. Yeah. Like, I would say that's because she saves, she saves Jenny Calendar and Willow's lives. <laughs> And Sorry. Get in the car. Every time I think of Jenny Calendar now, I just think of like Jenny Calendar, comma techno pagan, <laughs> TM. Like I can't I refer. Be a techno pagan. I can't refer to her in anything in my mind, uh, like anymore other than that. Just like well, TM. I'm thinking more and more about like in terms of chess pieces, how good the finale is, in, in terms of placing them, mm-hmm. of also like putting a uh, a cap on the first season, but also saying like, okay, Cordelia like grew up a lot. Buffy grows up a lot. Um, Willow still is like whatever because she yeah. actually spends most of the finale like cowering screaming. in a corner yeah. and screaming, <laughs> which is not very Willow. Yeah. Like I was watching, I was like, why aren't you doing it with <laughs> magic? Do a thing. Um, Do a thing. And Giles becomes more fatherly, so they mm-hmm. all kind of are in a place where you can see where they're gonna go in season two. Yeah. I would say, except for Willow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, it's yeah. yeah. And um. Even Jenny gets a little bit of development there. Like, she comes yeah. in and, like, helps them. Is it is it horrible if I say that I'm not a fan of Jenny Calendar techno-pagan PM? <laughs> well, like, you know what? I'm, I'm really s- not a fan. Like, I feel I feel horrible saying that, especially how she, how, how, how things, her untimely ending Counterpoint? Ha- happens. I'm sorry, just words came out of my Counterpoint, mouth. Counterpoint, I am a fan of Jenny Calendar. <laughs> Fair. I feel like Jenny Calendar is one of those characters who actually, like, doesn't get done justice throughout, like, the long legacy of Buffy. Yes, I would agree. Like, people just, like, forget that she existed, but, like... But they keep trying to make Jenny 
happen. Like no, especially I like, to in hear the, like in the like a like in like the last season, the first. Like they keep trying to make Jenny happen, and it just doesn't. <laughs> wait, was Jenny in the last was, season? No, she wasn't. no, wait, she wasn't in the last. Wait, it, which in season three, they, in season three, when you first my bad. meet first meet the first. first. Yes, yeah. Sorry, right. the whole yes. time. my bad. Don't take away my. <laughs> She's in season yeah. three. When she like, yeah, so Cause she's the back. most emotional death up to that point. Yeah. I that mean point. I mean except for Angel never, when he comes back. Yeah, yeah. I just like yeah. I just never I just never I never got behind got on the, the Jenny hmm. train. I was totally her. on that train. Yeah. Like I it was so nice like, to fun. see Giles flirt yeah. and like But I always secretly wanted him to get with Joyce, which I know would have been horrible. <laughs> but like, whatever. I was really afraid I can you write were, fan fiction now. I was really afraid cool. you were gonna say Buffy because no, ooh, that's the, uh, I mentioned the last uh, So I mentioned uh, He brings this up all the time. I think that just gave me an aneurysm. I mentioned uh. how um in the last episode I mentioned like slash fiction or like fan fiction and mm. I would like read stuff that like was sexy but like literally I'm not into. Like right. I would read like Faith and Buffy ones oh, and yeah. like Clearly, I'm not getting anything I mean, out of that. I, I get a lot out of that, personally. <laughs> but, like, so I would just read whatever I came across, and mm-hmm. I remember reading one that was Giles and Buffy and being like, oh, that's I'm gross. upset. Like, yeah, sorry. That's, like, that's, that's all kinds of, like, weird... <laughs> yeah. Like, Proto-whatever, proto, not proto-incest. That's not a, <laughs> but I, <laughs> that's not a thing. But I even said that, like, I had a friend um, in college that I would watch Buffy with because she had cable in her room, or she had, like a live TV and I didn't right. and we would watch Buffy together and I remember her saying like while watching the musical that she always had wished Buffy and Giles would get together Ugh. and I was like what why no incest adjacent that would I was that's there what you I was go. thinking that's, of that's not proto incest that's the correct term <laughs> I'm gonna figure out what, what that would mean when I get I home. honestly think that if Buffy and Giles were both both were of the same gender, it would be more okay. Because it would be more like one of those like older, younger guys. It's like a daddy. But that's like, that's a whole nother kettle of fish. But but when it's, but we were dealing with the power dynamics of a younger girl and an older guy. Yeah. It's Yeah. But uh, but then I but then the reason I read this is I feel like I know relationships that but are like Buffy like, and Giles, but I, well, they're both men. But then again, it's like sorry, I just keep thinking of like Pretty Little Liars and like the quote unquote May December romance there. Believe me, do not don't don't start don't, watching don't, it. Don't don't invest yourself only to be disappointed by really creepy old men. Like, <laughs> if that the one number okay, really really quick. The, if number, I was the, the number one thing that bothers me though about Pretty Little Liars is that Ezra Fitz. Be, goes from being a high school English teacher to being the dean of a college English department yeah. in like two years. Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's impressive. how you need to know that you. Although, never, that all, props to props to uh, what's it, the actor who plays him, who's really nice, Ian Harding. He was like a my. It's a long story, but my mom uh, used to work for a college, and he's the graduate of their theater conservatory. So she was she worked in the development department, and he was always really really nice. So hmm. Ian, I'm sorry, you got a really Shut shit character up. to deal with. I've anyway. actually never watched that show. Don't, 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 don't it's start. It's so good. And then it gets so bad. <laughs> and like really, tra- and not, and just really transphobic and not okay. Like, oh, I thought that show like, didn't it have like a lesbian it, Yeah, yeah, and like, feels, yeah, but of course like they still killed, like it yeah. still like was a super big gar- barrier gaze trope and they always kill up, kill off people of color and it's, and yeah, they also killed off a trans character and it was really horrible and is that the, show the trans that, character was also demonized so it's messed didn't up. The trans, I, for some reason, I, I knew that there was like something bad about trans but yeah. about like the trans community on that show but for some reason I thought it was that they made the trans person be the killer but then I realized yes that's part of it but like it's 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 complicated but then I realized the trans character couldn't be the main killer because then the show would be over that's like the show yeah, is all it's about like who the, the main killer that's the thing right? they had like five different main killers right okay but, um, <laughs> fair enough 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say are your favorite episodes from this season? Like, your top five favorite episodes? So, it because the season is short, I know, it's, it's, so weird, short. it's hard to do this, but actually I think... Oh, no. The opposite. I think it's easy to do this. I think the five best episodes are the five that deal with the main plot. Welcome to the Hellmouth, Harvest, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, Angel... And Prophecy Girl. I kind of like witch though. I like especially. I keep saying world building, and I'm really sorry because no, it's like you a should say coding. world building. But no, I feel like I feel like that really sets a lot of the ground rules, and it does definitely makes it. I don't know. It also introduces the idea that there are other types of magic afoot, which I think creates. Uh, I mean, I think it kind of broadens the, the the horizons of the show as a whole, and like gives it gives them more room to to. to in terms of like uh, their creative endeavors, like so, if you weren't if you didn't have the witch, then you wouldn't have um, what's his name, creepy magic dealer guy. Oh yeah, rack. Rack. That's it. Um, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't like a pop. Yeah, just like. Well, you wouldn't like have that. Amy, and you wouldn't have all. You wouldn't that. have any. Maybe not even Tara. Right? Yeah, you wouldn't have Tara. Whoa, you wouldn't have. Don't Will. say that. Why <laughs> you would you say that? But I mean, Why like, would you, you do that to me? And you wouldn't. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't give uh, Willow the means to 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 sort of uh, uh, take charge of her own agency. Yeah. Well, I wasn't agency. saying delete the episode. <laughs> yeah. I was saying our favorite. But no, so that's why I think I think it's an important episode. I think it's a funny episode, and I think it's a good episode. Well, you know what? Actually, of those five, the one of the main plot line, if you will, mm-hmm. the one I think is the weakest is the harvest. Yeah. And if I had yeah. to actually replace the harvest with something, I would choose nightmares. Oh yeah. Because I think that it goes into a lot with Buffy's dad, and they are. I think actually in any. If as a writer, in any situation, if you have like a character confront their fears, it's always mm-hmm. like a great way yeah. of getting character work out of them. And yeah. I just like it a lot. Even though it is super dark, as we talk, talked about on our episode, it's super dark. They have like a coach beating up on like an 11-year-old. Yeah. But I am actually a very big fan of Nightmares. I would, I would put that, I think, in my top five as well. So, okay, so... Well, I mean, for, yeah, you know what I mean. So my top five would probably be Welcome to the Hellmouth, The Witch, Never Kill a Boy in the First Date, um, I, th- <laughs> I think maybe Nightmares and then Prophecy Girl. Woo! Prophecy Girl being the so best one. you're like somewhere in between. We're all in accordance We're, with like what the best. I'm episodes the Venn are. diagram. I think. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Not really. Um, I don't know. What if I? What if I said the pack was my favorite? <laughs> what if I? What if Did the pack? The pack's have, my favorite. Didn't we have a the pack apologist? Ugh. Joe Reed. He really likes Joe Reed. The I pack hate apologist. the pack. Uh, me too. The pack is the you know like uh. It's like a while I watch it when I watch it ever, which I try to avoid at all costs. I feel like I'm like chewing on a paper towel. It's like that kind of irritating, <laughs> awful, like ugh. That just gave me dry mouth. Like, yeah. I also hate the pack, but it's a. I also think Xander's hot in the pack. He's yeah. He's strangely in an animalistic way. Yeah, he's strangely hot. Um, I also, but I'm not not really. I I, I still <laughs> like I. I I feel like. I, I mean, like, it introduced dark, darker elements, and I think you discussed this before, uh, with, like, eating Principal Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, it's, I'm kind of, I'm also glad that they decided not to have Xander participate in that particular bout of cannibalism. <laughs> but, like, I, but I, I do like the darkness that it, that it foreshadows for the rest of, for the rest of the series. But, yeah, just that, ugh. And it's also, like, super bullshit colonialism and, like, <laughs> yeah. things that just really make my I, that's stomach That's why I hate oil. the pack, too. I hate the yeah. villain in the pack. I hate, like, I hate the... That's probably like played by a white guy wearing like <laughs> locks. And like. The, the, the show, I mean, it, it's a 90s W show. Like it is so bad on race at yeah. so many points, but there's a few times where it gets bad 
in racing global terms. Yeah. And that's one of them. And they do it again with Inca Mummy Girl. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> and then one, the Thanksgiving episode with the oh, Native... Pens. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Even, like, sometimes, like, I still, I still like, uh, I have uh, conflicted feelings over, I think, the depiction of the, of the first as sort of like a primitive, like a quote-unquote primitive... Oh, the first Slayer. Oh, the first yeah. Slayer, yeah. yeah. sorry, not the first, yes, the first <laughs> I was like, the first not evil. The first, like... Not the first evil, the first well, Slayer. it's one of those things where I really feel like... It can go either way, but it can... It can like... go either way because you're trying to say like, okay, so the first Slayer was someone in Africa, exactly. I guess, who was like also, a woman yeah. who was like... You're basically saying that African tribes had the same kind of like sexism and patriarchy that we do because they bound up a girl and right. like made her do this thing for them. Which is not, which, which is, is not the case We historically know is not yeah. true. Yeah. But it's also, but the, literally you can also view it as the embodiment of like the magical like black person. Oh yeah, totally. Which yeah. It's the magical Negro. Negro. Yes. Yeah. I was, a, I, I always feel uncomfortable saying that out loud. So I just try to, but yeah. Um, it's literally an embodiment of that, which is why I, I feel conflicted over, over making the first uh, over like that sort of like choice in the depiction of the first layer, but um, yeah, good job with <laughs> good job with racism, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> good job with that. I just felt another moment of like teehee, like twirling my hair. Like I'm like <laughs> you're both saying like really smart things about tropes, and I'm like I agree with these smart things you're saying, but I have nothing else to say. <laughs> but like I think oh, Ian, you're, the pr- you're the pretty one. <laughs> yeah, Ian, you do you do curl your hair. <laughs> I flat iron uh, my hair, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so no, we yeah. all agree that the worst episode would be the pack. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I really hate um, Puppet Show. I also hate Puppet Show. I oh sit as... Oh my I god. Liked, I liked that episode. Ugh. Like, I almost... Kicked off my nose with puppet show. He's such a nice guy of OkCupid. Like that's what. <laughs> like Sid would wear a fucking fedora. But like, so for me, that's why I like it. Sid because does wear it's a fedora, like... doesn't he? Yeah, he actually does wear a fedora. I might. I, I don't rest think my so. Case. Oh, no, he doesn't. No, no the other guy. Oh yeah, the other guy does. But I, tomato, tomato. Rest I my case. I liked it because I liked that he's like an awful character. Like that's what I like about it is I'm that sure. she has to pair with someone who's the awful. The only redeeming thing about Puppet Show is that the post is the post credit scene I love where that they scene. do Oedipus. Uh, Oedipus. Yeah. So yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's, that's Sarah amazing. Michelle Gellar doing the faux like oh Oedipus. <laughs> <laughs> that's like it's so good. That is that is brilliant. Um, like I would watch an episode of them having to do that. Like them preparing <laughs> and being stressed about doing it. So they got like a web series. For me, yeah. So for me it's the pack Puppet Show and it comes down very close to Teacher's Pet and Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Oh, I hate Teacher's Pet, too. But I, I will actually give the edge to Teacher's Pet for me, and I'll say Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Out of Mind, Out of Sight, sorry. Yeah, I would say The Pack, Out of Sight, Out of Mind, and um, Teacher's Pet. Clea Duval one wins for me. Clea Duval is not... <laughs> the Clea Duval episode is Out I of Mind, I only like Teacher's Pet because it goes into the theme of, like, Falling, like, you know, crushes and that stuff like doomed. that. Yeah, yeah. And they say that at the end, like, yeah. our relationships are all doomed. Yeah, but they're, but I mean, yeah, they, they, anyway. I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's also because they don't like bugs. Like, that could also be a thing. I don't, like, I don't like praying. And also don't want to have sex with a bug. So. I also don't want to have sex with a bug. Yeah, me neither. Personally. <laughs> Fair. So we're all on that front. Yeah. No sex with <laughs> child or bugs. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're, we're, we're united on that front. Well, we're not united on the no sex with... We're on we're no Buffy having sex with Charles. Right, yes. Because we both... Wow. Yes. sex with Charles. <laughs> we we are of... You're, you're, you can consent. <laughs> yeah. we, so were, we were talking in our last um, episode of the podcast. Oh, we were so we were talking about slash fan fiction. Yes. 
And my favorite uh, kind. God, I, I've said that like ten times now, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, and, as much as I've said world building. Yes. And we were and we were saying that um, Xander and Giles would be great slash fan fiction because there's also a little bit of like animosity and tension between them. Where like yeah, Giles be... is really annoyed with Xander, so I think he would really take it out on him. That'd be Ooh. good angry sex, but yeah. also as long as it's like Xander out of. I out of know. high school, yeah. Out of high school. But no, you're right. That strangely also feels more acceptable to me. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's like Buffy and... It's because she's... He, that's her dad. Is I'm this, sorry. Is like, inter- I can't tell if... It's, are we... In, is this like sexist? To say like... I don't think so because it's like he's her dad. Because he's her dad, like, right? That's, that's why it's upsetting. I think it would... Like, I feel like I'd even be down with like a Cordelia and Giles pairing. Again, like when they're all above the age of consent. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like... There's something so there's like such an yeah. ick factor. Yeah, maybe fair. even with Willow too, but also that's because Willow's I don't know. Yeah, I actually a, am not a, a fan of Giles and Willow. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, me neither. I did like Giles and Anya in the in um, Tabitha. Oh, see. Giles and Anya is really good. That's yeah. But I think Giles always works well with Anya or Wait, Cordelia. That's, tab- that's because, Tabula Rossa, yeah, right? Yeah. Because like he gets so annoyed with them because they just say whatever the fuck they want to say, also, and like he's so uptight and British. Who's excited for Anya to, 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 to be introduced? <laughs> I so know. Excited. I know. Like, I there's so many times where I'm sitting here talking about these episodes where I'm like, I just cannot wait to talk yeah. about this episode. Yeah. Like, I was watching season seven's Restless the other day. I was like, I cannot wait to yeah. talk about Restless. <laughs> That'll be like a three-hour episode dedicated to a one-hour episode. Television. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so, and how would we grade season one? I think I'd give it a B. I think I'd give it a C plus. Okay. I think I would give it, uh, maybe I'll be in the middle and say, well, no, actually I'll just say B. Oh, you know what? I feel like C plus is too harsh. I don't know. That's, it has that's my first girl. Uh, it has pro- Okay, so B minus. Or okay, C yeah. plus plus. Can I okay. do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's, a, there's a C plus plus in the Simpsons one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's fine. We Great. Can. Okay, yeah. So that's our season one recap. Um, yeah, and we'll be starting season two. Yeah, we're gonna Next. we're gonna try and get you know a lot more guests. We're gonna be like Buffy in season two. We're gonna have a bigger world. We're gonna yeah. have more quality episodes. <laughs> yes. We're gonna bring back some old characters, but introduce new ones. Yeah. Um, and Ian is going to pl- plunge a sword into my heart to stop the world from ending. <laughs> I thought he was just gonna twirl his hair. But you can do both. Rude! I, can, you I can was do just both. gonna say I can do You can both. do both. You can do anything. So you can follow. Get you a guy who can do both. You can yes. follow us all on Twitter. I am Ian X Carlos. I'm Matthew Rodriguez. Matthew with one T and Rodriguez with a G and a Z. I am J-E-R-E-I-C-H-W-R-I-T-E-S. I was very worried I was going to spell that wrong. Uh, J-E Reich writes. I thought you were. In my head, I was like, oh, you're spelling like, your Twitter handle wrong. What I, are you doing? Please, J-E Reich writes. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm, this is what I do for a living. <laughs> Thanks Bye. for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.